coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, Pitmaster the Doc. Good to see you, man. And uh, happy fourth, belated Fourth of July. Yeah, that was two days past, but okay. I'll take it. Yeah, well, what Story did you, of my life. What did you do for 4th of July? Did you have fun? 4th of July was a fun day. Just hung out. Um, didn't do anything just because of... This, everything is fucking just topsy-turvy because of the whole fucking corona. It's gone crazy, so... It's definitely... Don't gotten, even want to go out half the time. It's gotten worse, not better in our town. Well, they closed bars on the weekend, just for the weekend here, because we had so many people visiting here. Because you know why? Our Is beaches it? are open. <laughs> it's like in California, the beaches are closed except for here. So I think there were a ton of people in town. Yeah. I didn't go to the beach. Yeah, either way. We just... Uh, we purposely didn't go to the beach. We are going to go on Sunday, which is our Madonna Day. Uh, I did actually, I worked out on the compound and did a lot of bag work and stuff. And that was my Madonna because I did not want to go to Madonna. And I did not want to go to the beach. We went to Madonna. Well, we did, I told you we was were going to Was it crowded? Uh, no, not at all. It was so hot. It was like 85 degrees. It was killer, but one of my kids wanted to do that three hike and go get sandwiches thing, some local thing. So we did all the hikes, and it was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'll, uh, you come with us next time. That's not like that craziness, <laughs> but it was so, good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, so we did that, um, and on Fourth of July, we used to go to your house. Yeah, we didn't do anything this year. We didn't even have fireworks. Yeah, I drove. Know. Matthew wanted to see fireworks, so I drove him down Grand. And there were fireworks everywhere. So that was our fireworks. There was fireworks in L.A. even though they were outlawed. Yeah, here, here too. Yeah, too much shit's being outlawed. People aren't, aren't dealing with it very well. So there was fireworks in, uh, in L.A. It makes you think one thing, though. There were so many people lighting off illegal fireworks, like real fireworks. Did anything burn down? Like how dangerous are these fireworks? Because we're not allowed to have them. And they went off all over the city on Saturday, everywhere here. It was kind of crazy. It sounded like a war zone, but I didn't hear about anything catching on fire. I never, <laughs> What's your opinion on fireworks? Because the fireworks are all outlawed in this state. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just think it's, I think fireworks are great. I don't, I don't think they're any more dangerous than anything else. I just think it's, uh, it's funny that, you know, it, it for no reason... But to just see something blowing up, we're like adding so much pollution, um, and I don't think that's bad. I don't think we're it's, it is. But for people that are like all about every little green this and green that, and then all of a sudden, oh, let's go, you know, burn, you know, all these fireworks for no reason, which I think there is a reason. But well, it, is entertainment not yeah. a reason to do things? A lot of our world is is uh, fashioned around entertaining yourself, yeah. whether or not you think that's you know worth doing or worth. Yeah, I guess the 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 I guess the 
the reward has to be worth the risk. Kind of like, I guess, kind of like getting on a plane and going on vacation, but then crying about climate change. And well, green. but so I could watch a fireworks show for about two minutes and then be bored, personally. Yeah. So I don't need to watch a half an hour of fireworks. I don't know how many people find that entertaining, but I think a lot of people do. So who are you to say uh, it's not it's not worth it to them? So entertainment's one of those things in mental health of it, you know no, what, it what's important. Right, right. And I just think it's you know so you just have to pick. You know, is it worth like some people think? Oh, this is going to destroy our atmosphere, but I do want to be entertained, so I'm okay with the. <laughs> Is it well? Are fireworks that bad for the environment? I don't know. I've never done a study. I know planes are, and people don't mind going on vacation. So, I think people pick and choose like uh, they're they're gonna what they're gonna cry about and what they're gonna actually do themselves. It's called hypocrisy. Hypocr- uh, hypocrisy. Yeah. Humans. They're... Humans are hypocrisy. Hypocrites, which Hypocr- is fine. Yeah, we are. You. I am. There you no, go. I never won. It was. I am never a hypocrite. It was interesting to me because we didn't have our big local fireworks show. Everyone yeah. just took it upon themselves to yeah. have a fireworks show, yeah. and I didn't see anything good burned down. But maybe I'm just ill informed. I don't think. Um, I don't think anything did. I think so. It, it kind of makes me think. Well, because I grew up next to an Indian reservation, you could go buy any fireworks you wanted as a child. Like I would go over there on my bicycle, and you could buy fireworks you probably shouldn't have when you're ten. Um, but we did it, and it was fun, and we all bought the Roman candles and different fireworks. But it's just funny now. You can buy sparklers in our town, and that's about it legally. But, man, nobody follows that law here at all. No. I think the worst injury I've ever seen on 4th of July was I was working in the you know, graveyard at the ER, and some guy blew off, like, three of his fingers, and he came into the ER. And I had to wait, like, six hours because we were busy. But I haven't really seen that many injuries with fire. It looks like it looks like there should be a lot on YouTube. Once in a while, you'll see some funny, but I I've, I've never seen a real injury in person except for the aftermath of that one where the guy blew off. I think three of his fingers. I, I've seen plenty of those injuries at the LA County Hospital of people injuring themselves, but it's one of those things of well, you can outlaw everything that's dangerous. I would say yes if you're threatening to burn down your community with fireworks, and it might. You know, there's a drought. Things might catch on fire. I say, oh, I'm on board with saying, okay, don't do that. But if it's just your own personal harm, well, you should be responsible. Yeah, laugh. And that shouldn't be outlawed. Yeah. But it was just interesting that there were so many fireworks going off, um, not just here, but I, I, I saw pictures in L.A. too. I don't know. Yeah, it looked like it looked like it looked, they had that aerial view. It looked like there was fireworks, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of fireworks. There are a lot. So. Well, that you know what? Hey, maybe people are proud of their country. That's good. Or they just like to blow up things. One or the other. Maybe both. Maybe, yeah. Why is it they're not exclusive of each other? They're not mutually exclusive. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. All right, so that was 4th of July. 4th of July. That was great. And then uh, I got to train with the Hulk. Um, Yeah, I heard you have a a new BFF. Is that, what is his name? Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. He's a local guy now, right? Yeah, he's local. He wanted his he wanted his son in law to train because he was in town for the weekend. So he brought his son in law, and we trained for a little while. And his son in law was in great shape, and we had a great time. And uh, how old is uh, Lou Ferrigno now? Sixty eight. Man, that's it. Yeah. Wow. He looks like he's in pretty good shape. No, I just think of the Incredible Hulk. I, that's one of the, my only memories of living in New York. And we moved out of New York when I was four was watching 
The Incredible Hulk. What was he on? He was on the series with... Uh, who was on that series? I, don't, I just remember him turning into the Hulk. And he That's all green I remember. Yeah, yeah. Was, was that him? That's Lou Ferrigno. That was? Yeah. I thought he was in a movie <laughs> or something. He might have been too, but pretty sure Lou Ferrigno was the original... Or at least the one in my childhood grew up watching The Incredible Hulk. That's pretty good. Wow. He's a, he's a really nice guy. Um, I worked with him a little on a movie he did in Europe, and he wanted to go over some fight stuff that he was going to be in a fight scene. So we trained for about, I think, two days or three days. I forget what it was. But um, that was a couple of years ago. And then uh, he lived here part-time. He, used to, he had like a summer home up here, and now he... Sold his house. I guess he had a couple of properties in L.A. Sold them, and he's here now full-time. So The Incredible Hulk, 1977 to 1982. He was green. What? This no. is him. Who's the, who's the guy? It's Lou Ferrigno. Well, there was no. someone else that he turned the into Lou Ferrigno. I don't know. Yeah, it was, uh, he was in something. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, I'll look it up. David Banner. Well, David then, Banner was the character. Right, and that's that was him, right? Bill Bixby, okay. Bixby. It was Bill Bixby. And he would turn into Lou yeah, Ferrigno? Yeah, he turned into him, yeah. Okay. And he would turn green. Yeah, all right. So That was that was Lou? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm telling a, you, that 1977. So I was... I did not know that. I was, you know, three. I used to watch that show. I remember watching Lou Ferrigno. But Frigno. I didn't know that was Lou. I remember him the best from Pumping Iron. You know? The documentary? Yeah, well, yeah. He's yeah, with him and uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger and Franco Colombo. That was the three. And uh, it was that was a really interesting. Uh, that was a good. And I used to see him occasionally in L.A. when we fought at the Muhammad Ali Boxing Gym. We would see all the guys. Right across the street was World's Gym. And we would see a lot of those guys going in and out, and I'd see him once is in a while. Is that where they filmed Pumping Iron? Was it? Is that where they trained? That was the main gym they trained at, and then they did a lot of their stuff at Muscle Beach and, and Venice. I, have to, I haven't seen that movie forever. Yeah, I can watch. That's it. a damn good movie. So anyway, so we got that um, great guy. So uh, what'd you guys go over? Uh, we went over a couple kicks, front kick and a round kick, because his son-in-law was a professional soccer player, and now he teaches soccer. He coaches soccer. So I wanted to check out his kicks. I usually start with, you know, mainly hand stuff, uh, punches, punches. But he had, you know, being a soccer guy, I wanted to check out his kicks. Holy shit! He like picked up the roundhouse kick like boom, like nothing, and his front kick was pretty damn good too. So I had him work on that. What I was trying to teach him was self defense. In this day and age, somebody grabs you, somebody pushes you. Somebody doesn't believe in your politics or you're just getting involved. You walk into the wrong street during some kind of political unrest. You got to learn how to defend yourself. You just know. Oh, wait, I'm on your side. Oh, no, I believe what you believe. You're going to get the shit kicked out of you. So you have to learn self-defense. No one's messing with the Hulk. <laughs> this is a son-in-law. It was a son-in-law. Okay. Yeah, so a son-in-law. And then I went over some stuff with him, you know, because he... He feels like he feels like if somebody attacked him, it's gonna be multiple people. So we went over a couple of multiple attack ideas. Oh, interesting. So, but his son-in-law was main, mainly wanting to learn some stuff, and 
It was interesting. Have I mean, you seen that translation before between soccer players or certain yeah. athletes and then, besides wrestling, I mean, wrestling's obviously the, the lead-in to martial arts for a lot of people. And, at least, and, and at least, kickboxing. At least for fighting. Yeah. But what other sports do you think translate into martial arts? It's kickboxing. It's wrestling. Well, that's a combat sport, though. What about a non-combat sport? Like be, football? Yeah. Because you see that some in the UFC. Some. But it's soccer is more just because they kick so hard. Like, I think Aldo had a big soccer background. And I would think Edson Barbosa does. If I found out he did, too, that would prove my point. But Aldo does. So, it, so Well, the repetition and then developing the kicking. strength for kicking. Just kicking, man. They kick. Definitely like, roundhouse fuck. kicks. Yeah. So, yeah. So, soccer. I would think soccer. Definitely not baseball. Not bowling, huh? No, and not golf. <laughs> not golf. Golf, I could see, I don't know, could see your swing. Yeah. see you translating that into some sort of uh, yeah. left hook. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I think a lot football, of famous golfers turned MMA, no? I don't even think football as much as soccer, but uh, there are some football players that come in after the fact, after their career, you know, they want to try. And Those guys fight on the line. The line, the line yeah. then? Yeah, they go at it. But what about hockey? Hockey's the other one we've talked about. Yeah. Those guys actually have sanctioned fights during hockey. Yes and no, but you gotta but you gotta be able to grab the, the jersey. Um, you're not allowed to do any kind of takedown or hitting with an elbow or anything. So you have their main skill is being able to grab with one hand and punch with the other. That's and their main I skill. I think there's also in hockey some kind of uh weight class type of a situation where there's the guys that fight and the big guy doesn't fight the little guy on the other team. There's, there's, there's some etiquette, I think. In the etiquette fight. is, it has nothing to do with size, because I went over this with one of the guys. Um, it has to do with the fighter on the team. The fighter fights the fighter, and that's who okay. you go after. So there's a fighter on each team, and when there's anything going on, the fighter goes after the fighter, and that's why it's okay. You, you can't, you're kind of going off, off limits if you go after the score or something like that. Never use the, never use the stick. So you wouldn't see Wayne Gretzky getting into a brawl? Have you? No, I don't yeah. know. I'm not, a, that's I never really watched hockey. Yeah, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to go after each you other. You just see the highlights on ESPN, and there's some brawl. And then I, when they go after each other, it's kind of excused. They go through their little sit-out, and then they come back in. So there's been no hockey guy turned UFC fighter yet. I've never heard of one. I've so definitely seen. there's been football, soccer, kickboxing, boxing? Eh, no, no, not really. I mean, you see some guys like, um, they're multi-sport guys. And boxing is one of them. Like uh, Cejudo, I think, did some boxing. Um, Pico, Pico, Aaron Pico, I think, did some boxing. Um, but you've never seen a transition... From a really good, well-known boxer into MMA that I can think of. I'm just thinking of what about non-combat sports? So the non-boxers, non-kickboxers. It's you just don't see the track and field guy or the yeah, I don't yeah, know, baseball yeah, like a marathon runner player. and shit. Oh, let's try fighting player. now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, iron. He's fucking. He's doing. What are you ironing? What do you call that? When you do that like you roll. They put that thing on the ice. <laughs> Oh, you're talking, that's an Olympic sport. What is that called? I don't ironing? Remember. It's not ironing. <laughs> they have the sweeper, though, for that. No, it's, what is it called? Golfing? It's not a kettlebell. But it's like something-ing. <laughs> it's something-ing. 
It's he only comes around every uh, Winter Olympics. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you don't hear much. You've about never it. seen a guy like that translate into MMA. It could happen. They yeah. might come train at the pit, John. It'll never happen. I will kick him out. <laughs> well, so soccer has definitely some can translate some kicking skills. Yeah. Into the bag, and you saw that. So the guy had some powerful kicks. Yeah, he had some beautiful kicks. So. That's cool. And uh, Lou just you know he's Lou for you know he's like. You know, he w- yeah. one thing I didn't know, I think I heard it and saw it on uh, Pumping Iron, but, you know, I'm not a big bodybuilding guy because that you just have to look. You have to look a certain way. It doesn't matter That's what you do. That's a whole subculture because I know people that have been involved in that world and the tanning part of it, which is, this is bizarre. Big, yeah. Um, but this is, where, this is where he impressed me. Um, he was the first world's strongest man. So that is a, I love that competition. Isn't that a totally different competition? Yeah. They're actually though. doing physical feats. You're actually doing picking up a crazy shit. I mean, it's, and he was the first one. And then Franco Colombo won that and he won the bodybuilding thing. So a couple of guys did both, which is weird to me. I would think more, they would do more like that and then Olympic lifting or that and, you know, uh, uh, power lifting. But bodybuilding is all looks, and you have to like, yeah, you have to like. You do tan. have to be. You do have to be strong, though. You don't. You don't. You don't have to be strong. You have to be big, but you don't have to be strong because you don't have to have to lift anything. You have to lift something to get that big. Right, but but <laughs> not just. But you don't. That way. Right, but but like if you if you could, however you get that, you can get it. You don't have to lift a certain amount of weights like so you it, do. And the thing in the strongman competitions, I envision more practical things like yeah. lifting logs and boulders not lifting olympic weight and, and the conditioning the conditioning is unbelievable i mean whether when they're pulling that fucking truck for time that's an anaerobic nightmare those I mean, guys do not look like bodybuilders no. though they no. don't that is there's not a big crossover there between you know yep. bodybuilder for looks versus strongman competition yeah yeah I, i've seen bodybuilder i've seen those guys uh power lift or Strongest men do CrossFit and win. Um, Rob, I forget his last name. The strongest men guys, though, more look like... Uh, Powerlifters. Or Olympic, lif- or, or, or Olympic lifters. They just, they're giant people, though, yeah. too. Yeah, because there's no weight classes. You just have to and be able to... Is cardio part of it? Big part of it. It is. Huge. I mean, because... I'll, I'll give I you one. I think of, like, Big Roy Nelson or, when, or whatever. You too know. much gut. Well, know. that's what I think of when I think of those... Strongest man competition. Yeah, I know, because they're much thicker up top than he was. I think of Lou Ferrigno. No, I think of uh, I think of uh, Franco Colombo. But I would think like we do. Can you imagine if we had to push that wheelbarrow that we push? Now, what if we had to put seven hundred pounds in it and we had to make it up top? For time, and the fastest one did it. Is that what they do? I yeah. gotta, I'll have to watch one of yeah. those. So can you imagine how fucking exhausting we once we get to the top? No, not for time. Yeah, no. imagine if we had to do it for time with 700 pounds. That'd be crazy. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of stuff they do because they're pulling a truck. You know, they're pushed, They're carrying these boulders, and they're running, and they have to do it first. So they're going for time. They're, they're racing. It's... It's a crazy condition gym, uh, sport. I, I could not imagine doing it. And the fact that he did not just the bodybuilding, cause, but now he, he's, he's had a total hip, both hips, total knee, both knees. He's getting a total shoulder now. I, guess, I bet you more of that is from uh, 
strongest man comp competing than it is, uh, you know, bodybuilding. Well, bodybuilding seems like a more controlled yeah, yeah. activity. But that's how, you know, Schwarzenegger had problems from that with his heart. And, yeah, his heart. Yeah, blow, blowing out valves in his heart from, from valsalving and doing those lifts. Maybe he's pooping. Because <laughs> that's when you valsalva the most. <laughs> Maybe not when you're also doing the lifting he was doing all day long. Yeah, so anyway, there's that. So anyway, okay, let's, speaking of injuries, speaking of injuries, as a martial art, let's say MMA. Let's just say like we do, well, you know, which is everything. What do you think the two main injuries? Face facial laceration. No, That's no, number no. one. I'm just thinking about what I've repaired here. Who's up? It's not all about you. You no. gotta go right to the fucking core. And now he's gonna say. Now he's gonna say. Uh, all right. What's the second say, one? He's gonna say concussions now. You okay? So you weren't asking me. Go ahead. No, I interrupted. I'm telling you what they are. <laughs> okay. This is what I see the most in MMA. Injuries. They're not cut. I'm talking okay. about acute, you know, shoulder and knee. You're talking about, you know, injuries that injuries. need me. That need actually. you to fix, yes. Not that need me to sew up. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, in my office, obviously, it's more the volume. It's more from local sports like wrestling. So uh, that'd be that, knees. Yeah, knees. And, and shoulders, too, actually. So shoulder dislocations and yeah. labral tears. Um, but in MMA, I mean, you're purposely, if you're not hitting someone in the head and causing the concussion or the facial facial lacerations, you're twisting somebody's arm and they're getting a shoulder injury or they're even on their own, like we saw with Josh Emmett, you injure your ACL just from an awkward step or awkward movement uh, in reacting to your opponent. Um which is a devastating injury that takes yeah. you out for a long time. So, so knees and shoulders, I'd agree with orthopedically, definitely. I think shoulders are equally split between jujitsu and then putting themselves in so many shoulder locks and then striking because we spend so much time striking arts, hitting the bag, doing push-ups, getting stronger without going overhead and, 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 and stretching our joints so our our um, our shoulder joints become, you know, they're not used to going overhead. They're not they're not being stretched because everyone that stretches, for the most part, stretches their legs so they can kick higher. So they're neglecting shoulder stretching. So their shoulders become very tight. So any little malfunction, um, you know, will tear it. Number one. Number two, they get a lot of chronic illnesses that turn into tears, like chronic tendonitis over and over and over again because they're using it so much so i think that's the main thing for the shoulders i think the main thing for the knees are wrestling because they're getting hit from different angles where they're not supposed to be going because a shoulder where you can go all angles you can circle you can roll it around you can you know with the with the knee it goes forward and backwards but a lot of guys when they take each other down they're pounding it to the side Right, and they're twisting it or injuring a yeah. ligament in their knee. But in the shoulder, is interesting because the shoulder, you know, has tons of movement, much more than a hip, but it's not very stable on its own. If you look at the bones, it's like yeah. balancing a golf ball on a golf tee. The shoulder joint's not stable, so you're relying on all those muscles to keep the shoulder in place as well as the ligaments. But I think it's positional, too, because if your arms are in closer by your side, your shoulder's much safer 
than when your arm is up, abducted out here overhead, your shoulder's much more vulnerable to being hurt. Um, and you see that. Uh, and, and I wonder if that's part of it with striking. Uh, certain strikes where your arms are much higher might be putting a lot more stress on your shoulder. So I think backing that up by doing those other shoulder exercises is very wise. Shoulder, you know, I think, band. I think shoulder, I think, and I think stretching should be done just as much for the shoulders as it should the hips, the groin, and the hamstrings. And I, I would agree with stretching, and I would agree with strengthening all those muscles around your scapula that support your shoulder, not just the big muscles like yeah. the deltoids. You got to strengthen all the small muscles that support your shoulder, so you don't injure it. And we know we've learned that over and over in shoulder surgery and shoulder injuries and fixing people is is the rehab of but how do you fix the knee then how do you strengthen the knee because the knee's going to get hit you know taking a takedown coming off to the side they're going to get it's going to go the wrong way no matter what so how so do you, how in do you, foot, you know what you do in football for that the guys on the offensive line they wear braces on their knees prophylactically to prevent that because yeah. you can't i mean you can strengthen in line you can strengthen your quads right. and your hamstrings which do give you some decreased risk of injuring your ACL, but here's what you really strengthen is not the muscles. It, you strengthen the muscles around your knee, but you strengthen your core. Right. Because when you watch people's dynamics of how they jump and land, if your hips and your back and your core is weak, you put tons more stress on your knee. And you can watch people jumping on one leg and see who's going to get injured. I used to go to these college soccer games, and you could pick out the kid on the team that looks like they're going to injure their knee, even though they're not, just how they run. Uh, so core strengthening is huge. But so, you got to realize, in our in this sport, they're not jumping, they're not doing it, they're just standing in one place, and somebody a force is hitting that knee right from the side. If you're planted, yeah. so you turn your which, knee and absorb it. Yeah, which would be nice if you could. But I don't know how often, although, who is it, Yoel Romero? That Almost got all of them are. Destroyed. But, but like we watched with Josh Emmett, that was a non-contact pivoting right. injury. That was non-contact, which most ACL tears, are non-contact. The majority of ACL tears are then why, in sports. I've never seen it in boxing. I've never even seen it in kickboxing. But man, I've MMA never. is so much more a dynamic sport. Than yeah, boxing. but this was a strike. This had nothing to do with the takedown. It had to he do was stepping out though. He yeah. stepped onto that leg. Yeah, it always looks out. like nothing. I people come into my office all the time with videos of their injury, and you watch the video, and you're like. It's just a lot of them aren't very impressive. They are very just subtle. like knockouts. They're just very like, subtle. Yeah, but you know what to look for. You see their chin turn, and you yeah. watch in slow motion. You're like, yeah, that guy got knocked out. But so how do you prevent it? Because we can't wear core. Bands. We can't use core strength. There have been studies on uh, on knee injuries. They follow collegiate basketball players and soccer players, and they teach half of them a strengthening program, and the other half does their regular warm up. And they've proven lower injury rates over the course of a season. I'll have to show you those exercises. But those studies have been done in the sports medicine literature where you can do certain exercises routinely three times a week, and you'll prevent or much lower your risk of an ACL or knee injury. So there Even are, in wrestling, you think? Yeah. Well, they've been proven in basketball and in soccer. Um, but it, you can translate a lot of that stuff because a lot of these injuries are non-contact injuries. You can prevent, help prevent those injuries like Josh Emmett had. Those I think he had pre-existing though. Yeah, he, he did admit to having a pre-existing yeah. problem, but like, that could have been all acute. He could have had a normal name. Yeah, because he wanted the. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just I've never seen it in kickboxing or boxing. I've only seen it in wrestling. Um, Wrestling related techniques in MMA or wrestling or jujitsu. 
So I've never seen that kind of knee injury happen from a step. To before. be able to jump and land, which happens in a lot of sports, the takeoff and the landing, having core strength, not only makes you a better athlete because you can jump, land, pivot faster, but you're much less likely to injure your knee. So core strengthening. What about the guy that Which just... we, luckily we do here, and that's yeah. part of what we do. But I'll, uh, I'll get you the actual exercises that they used in those studies so you can see what they are. Um, they include leg strengthening too so and we'll, stretching. We'll, we'll link it here too, guys. Whatever yeah, there's actually there was a study. It was Prevent Injury Enhanced Performance. It was a PEP study that looked at certain group of exercises, compared it to normal warm-ups, and then look and watch these. These are NCAA Division One athletes that follow them over the course of seasons. So you're having tons of athletic exposures, like numbers of exposures, hours like they call it, like number of hours participating, and then you can actually compare the injury rates. So interesting stuff. Uh, anyway, we got fights coming up. We got fights. We There's got a fights. bunch of them. We'll talk about them next week. And, then, and let me just throw this in. I think you should stretch your shoulder out of all the shoulder stretches, guys. I say hanging for like two minutes twice a week. I think that is the best, most efficient stretch you can do. And there's probably something too hanging that's strengthening the muscles and holding yeah. your shoulder in the joint. It's it's more it of feels a, weird. It's more of an isokinetic exercise yeah. where you're just contracting the muscles around your shoulder. But I would I would add to that doing rotator cuff strengthening exercises, which are the strengthening bands. Okay. Those will keep you out of trouble. Yeah, which I've been doing a shit ton of. Yeah, strengthening bands and stretching definitely not a bad idea. Yeah, guys, and get out there strength. and do it. There you core go. strength. There you go, go out there and do it, guys. If you have any questions, let us know. We're gonna talk. Who's fighting this week? Main fight is going to be Usman against Marsvidal. Because of because of COVID cancellation. COVID. Yeah, who who pulled out? Burns. Burns. Oh, Burns. Yeah, yeah. Burns. And then... Uh, he, had, so, he had the COVID. He had the COVID. And then uh, we got Alexander Volkanov, Volkanovsky against Max Holloway, too. Bang! That'll be a good they one. They just fought. Yeah, it seems like it. Recently. Well, six months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but that... It's got to be their last fight. And then Peter Yan against... Jose Aldo, that will be a good fight. Andrade against Doug uh, Rose, Namajudas, and then Rebus against Paige Van Zandt. Is that on the main card? It is. Are you serious? This is still a good. This is a good card. This is a good card. I think the first three fights are worth, worth not worth missing. They're so they are fighting at like two a.m. Oh God! Yeah, they're fighting because <laughs> it's like, in Abu Dhabi. They're fighting in the. It's fight all island. for us. It's all for so it's at seven p.m. here. These guys got to fight at 2 in the morning or 3 yeah, in the morning. Yeah, that means it's going to be 10 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. How does he, why do they in Eastern always get screwed? I'm, I'm not complaining, Dana. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Thank you very much there for doing that. There are many, it is not just the UFC. There are many sports where their events go till after midnight. If you go to a live event on the East Coast, going to football or basketball, they end late. It's all for the West Coast. Thank you. <laughs> thank Whoever you. the powers that may be. God, see, I told you there was a God. This is how you prove it. This is right here. <laughs> this is it right here. There's no need for any more proof. Thank you, God. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a take. It's a new take. It's that. the take. It's a new take. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, see Happy Fourth of July. See you see next you time, man. All right, guys. Stay hard. Train hard. Stay hard. <laughs> what? That was so awkward. Train hard and don't let anyone take your lunch money. And the staying hard thing, that was a, a slip. My <laughs> wife told me that last week. Anyway, go.